God bless. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, you can, which I'm one? You're you're allowed to say God damn. You're not allowed to say God bless. That's oh. what I thought. That's ours. You can't use it. <laughs> I need to find a new word then. Cultural God. appropriation. Big um, fan. Should mm. we intro you or? No, I don't think so. I think this is going really well. I think people. This um, is it. People should guess who you are. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. No, that's fun. Like, I'm if you, sweating. If you didn't really? um mark the episodes with like with blah blah blah, mm-hmm. who's the guest? If you just kept them unmarked all the time. So no one could ever have an entry I point to the show. I think that might be more appealing to some people. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't even mark ourselves. Nobody wants. I don't to think you should people. label the podcast with artwork or a title or a show <laughs> description, <laughs> and the audience will come to you over time. It's called art. It's called viral marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't that know too. anything about being viral. You want to make people feel like they're discovering a secret, special thing, like a treasure in the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never been in the woods, so this is all very unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> JC doesn't like the outdoors. Um, okay, hey, we're JC and Jess. This is Pray for Us. Um, it's a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Kevin Porter. Hey. Hi. Hi. You know what I do sometimes that's a little bit jerky or douchey Love on it. podcasts? And I feel like such a jerk doing it is sometimes I say, oh, actually, can you say Kevin T. <laughs> Just for search engine optimization. And I feel like I go by that by a lot of stuff. So sometimes I'll like email them afterwards and be like, hey, when you do the episode, can you mark it? Kevin T. Porter. I'm honestly mad you didn't. Do you want to? Let's take it from the top. We can do it. No, I don't get. No, okay, I think I think this the, is all good. What's the T? The T is Todd, which is my father's name. Oh, that's mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice. Todd is like, I mean, you think of the fox and the hound, but Todd is like, <laughs> well, because, we? like, yeah, because uh, isn't the fox's name Todd? Oh, yeah. I it's been a while since I've seen that. Have not. No connection to it. it. Well, it's on the wonderful streaming service Disney Plus now, so we can I all watch it whenever it. we want. I watch so weird. Coming over mm-hmm. regularly. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we messaged it about that. Uh, hold up. I had such a crush Sorry on that man girl. Phillips. Yeah, when I. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not Fee or Alex, Alex Johnson? I had a crush on Fee. Oh. Growing up, I believe. Oh, well. The one that they replaced in season two with Blondie. The, do you like the Blondie or the brown? I hair? like brown. Yeah, that's Fee. Yeah. She was smart. You like a was, girl with brains. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I'm first Checks attracted out. to the mind. I don't even see like the aesthetics at first. I'm just talking to a soul, you know? No, I do. I do know. <laughs> I'm glad Jessica's feeling <laughs> very I'm just involved. Doing some research. On a little goo. No idea what we're talking no, about. No, I goo. do now. I remember the guy Eric Von Detten or whatever. He was in Brink. He was Brink, also which is in an iconic so film. Johnny Tsunami, I believe, as well. Yes. Is he was that him? in Johnny Tsunami. I think he was Johnny Tsunami. No, Johnny Tsunami oh. was. Doesn't he have a sidekick? Um, I don't remember Johnny Tsunami's actor name, but he works at, at the Fat Dog, which clothes. <gasps> Oh no! Rest in peace. Oh, I don't think Johnny Tsunami has a job. He yeah. got wiped out. I know. <laughs> oh no! Finally, unforge. It's not what uh, you want to see. Not a ten out of ten. No. Um, we didn't intro you properly, but yeah, the real reason you're here, yeah, is because you are the host of Good Christian Fun and Gilmore Guys. That's true. And you are the first non-Jew that we've had <gasps> on this podcast. Wow! I'm your token hire. Yes. yes. Yeah. Our Your first, first goy. goy. 
Oh, uh, it does not feel good. It does. I loved it. A Gentile, if you will. Is there a distinction between Gentile and Goy? I don't think so. Okay. I think Gentile really seems like a about, harsh though. term. Really? Oh, I does it Goy not? Goy is uh, Yiddish, which is like... Goy is like old. affectionate, maybe? A little more than Gentile? Uh, no? I think it's more casual. I feel okay. like yeah. Shiksa is rude. That, that is offensive, yeah. Do you know what a Shiksa is? Yeah, because a Shiksa goddess from last 10 years. Last five years, rather. You know that musical? No. Have you heard we're of this just, musical? No. It's a musical from this like. This is why we're doing this to learn. It's <laughs> <laughs> just about Judaism. There's this early aughts <laughs> musical called The Last Five Years with uh, Norbert Leo Butts and Sherry Renee Scott. And it's a two hander. It's the two of them. She starts at the end of the relationship, he starts at the beginning. And they sing songs based on those timelines. They meet in the middle for one song. And then uh, they end at the opposite ends from where they started. They made a movie of it with Anna Kendrick, but there is a song well, in it called Shiksa Goddess. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the movie's no oh, good. Oh, that's, I know the song. If you had a tattoo, yes. that wouldn't matter. Yeah, that's from yes. that show. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank God for Kevin Porter. Hey, that's how you should like outro your guests, too. Thank God for Kevin Porter. No, All my <laughs> yeah, guests. Yeah, no, no matter who their God name for is. Kevin Porter. No, not their Follow names, my on. name, please. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank God. Well, Thank you. See, welcome. I feel like such a, like, I don't care. I see those clicks, baby. We actually just <laughs> asked you to be on this so you could help us make our podcast better. And that's. Is this a consulting session? We can I do it. So. You it's guys got segments down. You got drops. You got uh, theme music yet? We do. we do. We have amazing theme music. We have bass drops in our theme did music. Did you have someone compose it specially for the show? We did not. Oh. We found it on SoundCloud. Okay. And it was absolutely perfect, and we got it cleared. Yeah. I was having a lot of anxiety about that. JC's like, let's just do it. That's just great that it. you went through the trouble of getting it cleared. <laughs> yeah. In it was like a DM, and he was like, use it. Oh, that's so nice. So, yeah. that was clearance, easy peasy. check. I don't, I don't, in six years of doing podcasts, I've never cleared anything. <laughs> Have it seems like it's now. working A out. single piece of music. And I talked to a buddy of mine, uh, Rishi K. Shearway, who does Song Exploder uh-huh. and Weekly mm-hmm. and much bigger podcast than mine. I'm like, do you ever, like, uh, just talking about music rights, mm-hmm. and the long and short of it is because it's not standardized in the way that YouTube stuff is, or even, like, Twitter stuff can be, where you can, like, bots can find copywritten yeah. stuff. Yeah. Probably it's like pretty hard to track. Yeah. yeah. I'm, right now, that might change in the next yeah, two I'm years. Sure. I think we're giving everyone a... Mm-hmm. Horrible idea. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> Wait, so can you tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing or like sure. how you got into starting a podcast about Christian pop culture, basically? So I was raised with uh, evangelical Christianity in Houston, Texas in the 90s and early 2000s. And uh, does evangelical, do I need to clarify that term at all? Do you yep, feel like you basically get oh. it? No, I mean, like, I have an idea of what I think right. it is, but yes, I would love to hear. What do you, what is your conception of it, Jessica? I feel like evangelical is almost like born again, extreme, like Jesus is like the main tenet of your life mm-hmm. and everything you do yeah. is for and about him slash yeah. God. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty clear cut. That was, I'm glad you asked her to explain. <laughs> <laughs> she probably, you've probably done it better than I've done it in the past. It, wow, thank and you. And I even host a podcast about it. But <laughs> but uh, evangelical churches, I mean, they can include different denominations. Like okay. Baptist can be evangelical or, you know, Methodist can be evangelical. So it's not like a particular denomination, but it's basically See, I that. didn't know that. Okay. It's like part and parcel with like a worldview that is, christ-centered and the idea is 
you believe the Bible is true and that um, for most interpretations, it's literal, like Mm -hmm. these things did happen, blah, blah, blah. And your goal on earth is to make disciples and convert people and bring more people into the fold. And that manifests in very different ways for different kinds of denominations. But then there's the religious right, which is like an extremist version of the Mm -hmm. evangelical church, which is like Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, and the people who like control like a lot of modern politics, Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, So yeah, grew up with a lot of that in Texas in the 90s. And then uh, basically, you know, was pretty consistent with it through college and even coming out here. I've been out here for 10 years and I started going to a church pretty soon after I moved out here and was pretty consistent with it, even in Los Angeles. And then over the last five years, I've kind of like deconstructed from an evangelical Christian worldview and all the tenets of that, of like heaven and hell stuff or even the idea of sin. And then like, the kind of like microethics of, okay, sexuality or gender identity or even, you know, even some race stuff, which is like racism is pretty baked into a lot of evangelical Christianity, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we started the podcast because I feel like we started getting into conversations on a pretty regular basis about not even so much the faith, but then the pop culture ephemera that surrounded it yeah. because there was Christian rock, Christian radio, there was Christian movies, and there was like videos that you watch where if your parents were a certain kind of parent, then they would raise you with that stuff because they thought you know, oh, we can quote unquote trust it. This will be safe and easy. I don't have to worry about it. Even if there were some pretty like messed up messaging within that stuff too. Yeah. But it's like this whole upside down world of, oh, well, you guys had this and we had Striper. You guys had this and we had um, Jars of Clay or DC Talk. You had Run DMC and we had Toby Mac, the white rapper from DC Talk, stuff like that. (laughs) So then, you know, and that being such a perceived to be very specific experience, but the more people you talk to about it and they're like, oh shit, yeah, that was us too. All we listened to was Newsboys. All we listened to was Carman, a, a spoken word poet Italian hip-hop guy who's like insane like truly an insane man based off Tulsa Oklahoma who like does like big tent <laughs> revival type things and he's obsessed with Satan and all of his songs are about how he wants to kill Satan and stuff like that Yikes. but then when you talk to someone else who's like oh yeah we knew Carmen it's like oh my god I wasn't alone so we made the podcast to kind of create that feeling yeah. and and understand that and then Go back to that in almost like as, as a way of processing, what was it that we were being raised on? How, how do we process those things like healthily and well? And I even just like, um, yeah, what a bunch of bullshit. I'm glad I'm so woke now. But, but even like going back and discerning and kind of uh, trying to understand things that might have been good about our upbringing or might have even been well intended, even if the result was bad. Yeah. And so going through all that stuff, uh, I think for me and then for even like guests we've had on the show and listeners, I think it's been like a really interesting way to like process uh, trauma in some instances and then just like the weirdness of whatever your specific upbringing was. I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. You don't <laughs> run out. You never run out of stuff. And that's the crazy thing. I feel like with Christianity, there are so many different things in pop culture. Like you have... Kristen Rock, you have like a serious XM channel that's dedicated. Mm-hmm. There's more than one, I think. I'm and, sure. And like, we don't have that Multiple, at all. Like, cable networks, like television, like, 
you could be watch like I remember when we were younger, like Channel Twenty Three in Arizona or whatever or something was like the mega church like recording or whatever, and you could tune into that like okay. twenty four hours a day. Oh, like TBN maybe? I think so. The logo okay. was like a lion or something. It's TBN baby, yeah. yeah. And it's like the gaudiest, like truly <laughs> Trump esque, yes, Trump Tower esque like aesthetics where Very they're sitting well. on like gold chair. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> I think I visited one of those stu- studios back in the day in Florida. I don't remember though which one, but yeah, TBN was a big deal. I think I was That's on wild. TBN at one point for like a local show that recorded in Houston. What were you doing on the show? We were doing like. Um, <sighs> <laughs> it was this me. This could go so many ways. <laughs> it was uh, it was me and a uh, drama troupe, a Christian drama troupe, and we would do these things called human videos, which is somewhere between. Um, it's like in this uh, purgatory between liturgical dance and lip sync battle. Uh, or like sketch or mime, and and they would play a song. You would play some Christian song, and you would like enact like a, a, a skit to it so it would be about like oh your friends off smoking and drinking and they're lost and then they meet Jesus and now they worship Jesus it'd be like little morality like parables like that yeah. yeah 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 but it's all like set to a song and choreographed that is teach a smart lyric way and to like teach commandments or like rules I mean and it, regulations it was and- something that was like born out of um I was involved in like an assembly of God church in the inner city in Houston. And you would just like, we would just go out and bring a boom box and like do little sketches and then like sing in the choir as like the street ministry. And this was well received. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> probably not in retrospect, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm from suburban New York mm-hmm. city. Like I, that would not be accepted where I grew up, but mm-hmm. I don't know about in Texas. It's probably not uh, some people who were like super into it that probably already agreed with us and were yeah. on the same page. And then probably some really nice patient people. I would assume that would be the, the demo of the audience. Would you say that most of the other people that were in this drama troupe with mm-hmm. you wanted to be there or like their parents forced them? <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think you did because I think uh, for a lot of people, and this has been like a consistent through line with people we have on the show that have like you know, they're D church or like out of it, but still have something to do with mm-hmm. the entertainment industry or performers mm-hmm. in some way is church was like a pretty good stage outlet. Yeah. If you had performer ambitions or intentions and Hey, you, you can do the church play. You can sing in the choir. You can do this. You can, if you're like, especially if you're a white guy in charismatic in the slightest, yep. it's like, well, yeah, they'll want you and, and you can guy. do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, totally. So I think a good amount of the people uh, in it wanted to be there. I imagine also the social aspect of it was huge. As a kid, you were probably like, I get to hang out with all my friends and do something that's like for God and like good. Totally. And I was homeschooled as well, in addition uh, to like oh, going to church. Wait, did, did we talk about that? that? Yeah. Not right now. We have Not in depth, but, but yeah, maybe a couple go years ago. Way back. Oh, f- so far back. So far back. Like all of 2017, yes. my friend. But, um, yeah, homeschool. So, like, doing extracurriculars like that where it was. You needed it, kind of. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So you weren't, like, a weirdo. <laughs> because most homeschool kids, like, unfortunately, were strange in some ways or, like, like social cues in yeah. some other ways. So How long were you – sorry to interrupt. How long were you homeschool? homeschooled for? Until junior year of high school. Oh, wow. So a good amount of time. So, uh, so me- you went to a public or private school for senior year of high school? Yeah, I went to a public school for junior and senior year okay. of high school. 
How was that? It was it was pretty great because I <laughs> because I think I enrolled in this weird way where I wasn't even like full time in the high school. They like in Texas you can mark it as like oh he's taking some classes here, but then he's like full time homeschool. So my day was like four theater classes oh. and then like maybe a science and maybe a math, but it was like pretty fluffy as far as like extracurriculars go. And I already knew so many people from the youth group already yeah. that were en enrolled in. in uh, so you had friends, built in Yeah, friends. yeah, yeah. And actually I wanted to go to public school because I just wanted to be more around my friends. Right. It was yeah. more of like a, a social excuse than anything else. Uh, so, but it wasn't like a culture shock of like, you guys do what? You guys <laughs> swear behind the locker room or whatever? Like it, it, it wasn't anything uh, like that. I miss that. high school. I loved swearing <laughs> behind the locker room. It was so nice and so fun. And then getting plugged into theater and then kind of like some of the analogs you could see in like the theater kid culture versus like the youth group culture and things like that were really interesting to experience in high school. But yeah, it was, it was a nice time. I have to say, I don't think I know any Jews who were homeschooled, at least reform or conservative mm -hmm. Jews. I Do you? No. But I again, I think that's an area thing. I think that's a New York yeah. or... But are, Jew, are Jewish people afraid of the government and afraid of to my the like Jewish public school system? Y'all afraid of everything, <laughs> sure. But like specifically, one of the things about evangelical Christianity is Oh, well, you know, the mainstream media, blah, 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 or like the liberal left, blah, 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 and the government. You can't trust the government. Every, anything government funded is whack and left leaning. So putting yeah. our kids in public school, we're, they're going to be brainwashed by liberal teachers. I guess that's like. not that the not case. It's yeah. more like Jews are afraid of leaving the house because people hate <laughs> Jews. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason that we'd be homeschooled. <laughs> like, we live in an area that's not so tolerant of us, would probably mm -hmm. be. Right. I also can't imagine any Jewish parent having the patience to teach their child and be with them like all day. I cuz oh, yeah. when you're homeschooled do your parents teach you? Well, there's a few ways you can do it. Our flavor was we had um and this is probably just all online now, but back in the day in the 90s and 2000s, we had like VHS tapes we would subscribe to oh. and there would be lessons and teachers where it's like Okay, now turn to, and you would have the workbook, and they'd say, like, okay, turn to three, and then, like, exercise 20 and do it, and you would just, like, follow along with the videos. So there was Bob Jones University, there was a Becca Books, there was things like that. So our parents, like, wow. graded the stuff. My mom graded okay. the stuff, but she wasn't, but like, with like, a guide. Yeah. 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 So she wasn't she, like grading it by herself. No, she wasn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> like A plus Kevin. Yeah. She w we didn't like write essays that she then had to correct the grammar on. I mean, <laughs> my education truly is pretty spotty. At I, best. Mean, I mean, probably mine too. I went yeah. Much more intelligent school. than I am. So I'm sure but someone I, did something right. But I think I'm playing smart. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Same it's. Same and still. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just part of being an adult too. But like, oh, yeah. th there are just things where certain swaths of history or even like basic geography i'm like mm, yeah we didn't quite get there or even like for example high school english i never took english in high school i read and i feel like my reading writing comprehension is pretty high and was even right. back then but i didn't like do a high school english class ever did you read to kill a mockingbird no Oh, I was going to say Tequila Mockingbird? <laughs> have you read Tequila? I haven't read that one or Tequila Mockingbird. Well, your English is very good from Thank what you. I can tell. Yeah. So. It's real I, good. You don't have to worry real about that. Real good English. I was hoping this would be the compliment <laughs> I walk away from tonight is I do have good English. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. 
I have two. I have an older brother and sister. Were they homeschooled? They were homeschooled as well. And my sister started going to public school, starting in middle school, and my brother did in high school. So we all eventually you got there. Went to because pu- yeah. our parents were never too dogmatic about it. After a certain age, they're like, "Yeah, if you want to keep doing it, you can. If you want to do public school, you can. It's totally yeah. up to you." Do they both live in Texas now? Now they both live. Oh, my siblings? Oh, your siblings, yes. My brother lives in Texas. My sister lives in Colorado Springs, which is another hotbed of evangelical culture. That was my next question. Yeah. Yeah, let's Yeah, yeah, we should all take a little field trip, (laughs) do field recordings there. Focus on the family is based there. That's a big, like, kind of mothership of evangelical Christianity, especially, like, right-wing politics stuff. Mike Pence is super enmeshed in all the focus on the family stuff. Dr. James Dobson <laughs> and all that stuff is is based out of there. USA, mm-hmm. baby. Number I'm one <laughs> forever. Um, I'm dying to ask this question. Yeah. You were, look like you're dying. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> um, were you in a youth group? I was in youth group, yeah. Okay, good. And then did you go? That's, <laughs> okay, that's good. the answer I All was right, ask and answer. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Because I was in a youth group, a Jewish youth group, mm-hmm. obviously. And it was so much less cool than the Christian youth groups. Like, so many of my friends and kids from my school did, like, wildlife and young life. Young life, yeah, that was a big deal. Have you heard of this? I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I can't believe how much I know about. This is great, though. Yeah, you're doing wonderful. It's truly because I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. And there's, like, 10 Jews there, and everyone else was, like, Mm -hmm. Christian or Mormon. So, But anyway, you were saying... About Young Life? Yes. Young Life was like a high school yeah, program it? where it would be, I actually forget because I didn't even like fully do it. Yeah. I just like participate mm-hmm. in some of like the camps or retreats and stuff. But basically it was like a youth program where older high school students or college students would be like mentors to like younger middle school or younger kids in, in high school and basically have like Mm -hmm. bible study stuff it was like you know for all its problems and issues it was a nice way of having like intergenerational connection with people outside of like whatever your school was at the time or just like whatever your age or grade was so it's good for that and i even have a few friends now that still work for them or some of them are transitioning out of working for them but uh but yeah joel McHale, i think was like a young life Hostly. Makes, that makes so, so much, much sense. sense. Does it really? Yes. Yeah. They have great branding too. They always had cool merch. <laughs> I don't Good. remember the merch. Jews don't have any Good merch. Good mugs. Mugs, sweatshirts, t-shirts, I think beanies. Hmm. And like everyone would like go on their like young life retreats or whatever at like a camp mm-hmm. just for the weekend. Because I feel like if you're Jewish, when you go to camp, you go for like six to eight weeks. But most Christian camps are only like a week. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not Did six. Did you go to any? I went camps? to one. I only went to one church camp. It was through a youth group in like 2003. Not I a shaved fan? my head there. It was fine. For fun? For fun. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not because no, like not like out of emotional it. turmoil <laughs> oh, okay. or a hazing situation. Right. No. No, but I was fully like bicked it. Like, not even Oof. like a buzz. I know. It must have looked. Was it like the year that so Napoleon disgusting. Dynamite came out and you were like, God, I just have to shave my <sighs> was head? Was it? I don't know. Like, I, I did it with another friend of mine. And uh, it's not a look I've repeated since then, thankfully. Praise <laughs> the Lord. But what was the Jewish equivalent of Young Life stuff? There was Nifty oh, or BBYO. Yeah, we had Nifty and okay, we had what happens in that? Nifty is what the National, North American okay. or maybe National Federation, Federation of Temple Youth. 
And BBYO, I actually don't know what it stands for. But I, I thought wasn't BBYO was not Jewish. It is, for sure. BBYO is my favorite droid in Star Wars, by the way. Oh, I wonder if there's a relation. No, probably. <laughs> um, but it was more, I feel like it was very, like, about the Torah. And, like, very, and also political. Like, we talked a lot about Israel. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot but there of was like, a lot of giving back. Like you do a lot of food drives. Yeah, when you're part of Nifty. You like I was also gonna say hooking up, but giving back. Hey. Oh, giving back and giving forth. And you can, I mean, Nifty sponsors birthright trips, right? Or, oh yeah, I think so. So you can go to Israel with your Nifty group. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I could be screwing us all. Yeah, I, that's I didn't true. do it. I was not part of Nifty. None of my friends wanted to do it. I also didn't want to do it's it. It's not that. So it's really it, it just wasn't cool. cool. It wasn't cool. Our camps were never political in nature, or at least not that I remember. But camp is different. Yeah. Sleepaway mm-hmm. camp for Jewish kids is a different experience. Mm-hmm. Like me going away to my summer camp, Camp Tawanda represent, hey. um, eight weeks in the Poconos. And the only Jewish part about it is we had an hour long services on Friday night, but they were like, we love camp. Like it's Shabbat. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super religious. What standards do you guys have to sing though? Like what is the music? Yeah. They're like all Hebrew. They're Hebrew songs. Hava Nagila and Dreidel Dreidel are the only two I know. The thing is, they're they're prayers basically. And then there's like some songs, you know, like go down Moses. Yes. So we sing like, Go down Moses, way down in Egypt's land. Tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. Okay. They're always like remembering Those songs. are like old spiritual songs. Yeah, or like Tree of Life. Yes. So that's like a more that's upbeat a one. Tree it's a banger. It's a bop. Yeah. Father Abraham, did that make it? Ooh, I don't Y'all's know. way? I don't think so. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had my Father Abraham. Abraham. And I am mm-hmm. one of them. And so are you, so yeah. are you. So let's just praise I've heard the it. Lord left But that's also the same tune as my <laughs> yes. hat. It has three corners. Three corners has my hat. The Purim song. Oh, is that okay. about Haman? Yeah. Oh. Boo. Um, yeah, our songs are certainly not as... <laughs> <laughs> certainly not. I mean, you fill in the blank. <laughs> they don't have as much uh, reach, I would say. Yeah. Mostly because a lot of them aren't in English also. Yeah, and most of them are just 30-second prayers. But you know what? Like Despacito, also not in English, but that had reach. True. So that you got to wonder what the Justin problem Bieber is here. hopped on it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. even speak Spanish, to my knowledge. Maybe he's learned by now. I don't, don't so. want to assume. I think he speaks in tongues at Hillsong. Yes, um, I'm so glad so, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Hillsong, best songs. <laughs> Have you I listened to them? I've been. Do you like them? No. You said best songs, though. Great, great music. (laughs) I am so glad that I went the one time that I went because you went there. I went there. I've not been yet. I went there one time. Why? What was the circumstance? To be quite honest, it was a very strange circumstance. I (laughs) reconnected with an old friend. Okay. And we went on one dinner date slash like. I'm not sure if it was a catching up date or like a romantic date. And he was a Christian and fella. No, he was raised Jewish. And then he told me that he was doing some research on Hillsong because he wants to start his own Jewish type of like mega temple. Slash, he's also like a writer and researcher. So he was telling me how he loves going to Hillsong uh-huh. and that I should come with him sometime. And I was kind of like into him. So I was like, sure, I'll come with you sometime. And he hit me up the next day and was like, I'm going to Hillsong on Wednesday. You should come. 
So I went, and I'm pretty sure he just likes going, and I'm pretty sure he wants me to like going as well. He wanted to convert you, not to Christianity. No, but to... But to just like Hillsong attendance. Yeah, he was just like, I love the community here. I think that you'd fit in really well. And I was like, <laughs> I flat? Am I flattered? I'm not sure. But I, yeah, I don't know what that... I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Because I don't know. I think I mean, about it every day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally every day. Because I, yeah, because obviously I'm familiar with a lot of the music and a lot of the culture, the controversy around it. But like, as far as like the actual vibe is, like what it is on a Sunday morning or a Saturday evening, whenever they yeah. have it, I, I would assume it's like a lot of like LA, West Hollywood actor types there. It was a lot of people who looked like they were trying to be Kylie Jenner. Yeah, that's why I assume it to be. a lot of Balenciaga sneakers mm-hmm. and a lot of um, young folks that look like they were really into something that they you wouldn't expect them to be into if you saw them on the street. Yeah. the Which fashion, cool. The fashion stuff. But it's stuff. also like a fashion show. Yeah, it drives me up the wall. I, I, I've never been to Hillsong, but I went to yeah. Mosaic. How is that? Do you know Mosaic Church? Yeah. The one on Libra? Yeah. Yes. Very similar. I mean, to me, Mosaic is like maybe 5% more substantial than Hillsong mm-hmm. and much smaller, obviously. But yeah. like, I think a lot of the aesthetics and the people that it attracts to it are, are similar mm-hmm. and it disturbed me, <laughs> you know? And I try to like what go it, in with open heart and mind, but what about it disturbs? Like what's the controversy? Uh, well with mosaic, it's like a lot of, they kind of cornered the market, uh, on, and they're, even like where they're positioned in the city is pretty strategic mm-hmm. where it is like actor creative people Yeah, where it's like, you're an artist. God's an artist. You're like God. That's how Hillsong God is the too. ultimate artist. And it's like, whether it's that audition or that thing or the blah, blah, blah. And like, just like totally catering to that crowd yeah. and audience. And also there was a cult of personality thing as there is at Hillsong with Carl Lentz and then even like the attendees, like mm-hmm. the Beavers and Gomez. And Bieber was and there when I was there. He was, yeah. yeah. So um, there was a cult of personality with the main pastor, Erwin Raphael McManus at Mosaic, who is this kind of, um, people would used to define as like emergent church type stuff, but there's a lot of just self-help language too. Like all, yeah. the first church I ever went to in Los Angeles in 2009 was Hillsong. At the time, or uh, was a mosaic rather, it was in the Beverly Hills High School, uh, not too, too far from here. But they had like multiple campuses they were were, um, meeting at. And he like read a lot, not out of the Bible, but out of his own book (laughs) that he he, uh, wrote. And there was a guy on the left of the stage, or it might have been a young woman actually, who was like painting the whole time. Like, see, art, art, we're a collective of artists, like that sort of thing. I'm and shook right now. But the the feeling I got the last time I visited um, uh, Mosaic, who actually I it was by invitation of a mutual friend of ours, who I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought, oh, if this guy dies, these people like are not Christians <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever yeah. you would call it. Like they don't, they're not going to yeah. go to church anymore because every p- prayer was like. Father God, thank you so much for Irwin and for the blessing of his life and what? his messaging on the stuff like that. That was kind of, and you know, like his son is doing the announcements. And uh, to be fair, though, it might have been a specific emphasis that day because it was his 60th birthday. So no. they had like confetti cannons go off and we all sing happy birthday to him. But yeah, stuff like that. It feels that. very like miscavige ish. <laughs> yeah. No, it is low key. And people. Uh, that sort of thing, and it's prone to happen to anybody in any sort of like leadership or yeah. like 
public platform situation, but especially when you're in a, when you're in a religious context and you are playing into, if you're not just like super like tripling down on your own humility and you're playing into like the kind of rock star aesthetics at all, yeah. it's immediately disgusting. And it's immediately <laughs> like such a turnoff of, I'm not going to trust yeah. that much of what yeah. you're saying. Cause like the people I admire the most in those kind of positions don't want it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, well, I guess, you know, it truly feels like uh, religious or not. They feel like called to a certain thing or like, okay, I guess I have these giftings. I don't like the bullshit nonsense part of it. That is like, you know, cults of personality when there are pastors or like people that you're hearing messages from on a regular basis. It's always unavoidable to some degree, but I feel like if it's just marked, if it's not marked by the most humility, it's like, get the hell out of there. Cause yeah, it's not going to end good <laughs> for anybody that definitely <clears throat> to my knowledge has not happened in Judaism. We don't have like rock star rabbis. <laughs> no. We, I mean, it would be maybe cool if we did. Do you think because there's less money in it? You know what I mean? Cause oh, there's money, sure. there's money to be had yeah. in yeah. being a Christian thought leader or being an author and being like yeah. Carl Lentz posing shirtless on the cover of his book or he wasn't shirtless but it, but it is so funny <laughs> to, as well but it's so funny to see uh and maybe i can pull it up it's so funny to see like pastors with books where the book cover is like a sexy picture of them on it that that's always a red flag to me in a lot of ways it's all it's just like startling it's a startling image mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's interesting to me because you don't necessarily like anyone could go to a service mm -hmm. you don't have to pay but everything is donation based right uh yeah i mean i i think it depends church to church but the okay. idea is like like if you if you belong to a church you are tithing to it or volunteering your time but like a lot of churches in 2020 i think if you're part of like a, a network or like a denomination mm -hmm. then there's like funding that can come from from that and like global fundraising that they do that's not just contingent on like local congregants or parishioners yeah. Uh, there's the merch table out front. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> there's Patreon. There. Okay, I found Patreon. the. Um, I found like. Okay, would you want to listen to this man's Own thoughts the on the Lord? No. Own the moment, I Carl. I want to listen to that man's thoughts on <laughs> hairstyling. <laughs> CNN, not your typical Sunday preacher. Look at that vein in his arm. The pull quote. I know. I don't want a pastor like that's this jacked. Brag. I feel the same way about like spiritual leaders or authors that I do about presidents where it's like, I don't want you to be cool. Yeah. No. I want you to be out of touch or weird or like a bookworm. Like even Obama, a little too cool. I thought he cared a little Unpopular too much. Unpopular opinion. But you know, I feel like he was, he craved public approval in a way that I thought, so, and it's yeah, fine because no, it, yeah. we have a lot of recency bias with like anything's better than right now and mm -hmm. Obama was such a, you know, on an image level totally yeah. but but he cared a lot about like like i remember when kanye and taylor had the the oh. kerfuffle oh, of vmas yeah. he had a take on that it's yeah. like i don't want my president to know anything about, about kanye Swift. beef <laughs> yeah. yeah like what are you doing so the same goes with pastor stuff like be in the world and do your thing but i don't want you to be thirsty I just don't, for... don't be on instagram how about that yeah Stay well off. have you heard of the preachers and sneakers instagram Okay, no. so preachers and sneakers. Uh, I forget the guy. I, it actually might be anonymous, the guy who started it. But kind of these Carl Lentz types or Chad Veach, Zoe Church, or 
city church uh like there's a certain kind of like bieber-esque pastor yeah whoever the guy is that officiated kim and kanye's wedding who's out of florida i forget his name but these guys dress in a certain way like you probably saw that that yep. sunday morning at hillsong which just feels again like an ethical like, contradiction yeah. right. of messaging like are you using their money to go and yeah like oh so we're tithing for and so this guy <laughs> started this account called preachers and sneakers and he will just post a picture of a pastor and then like you can see whatever the footwear is that they're wearing and then alongside of it oh yeah those sneakers are 827 dollars oh, and you're paying for that 1700 dollars yeah whoa god and just like we the, the wrong business we, <laughs> we could money. be pastors and sneakers oh, truly preachers and, sne- preachers and sneakers bro <laughs> Breachers and sneakers. Yeah. Three thirty seven hundred. John Gray. How many yeah. followers does that account have? It has two hundred and two thousand. And some of the preachers, they like started commenting on some of them, getting defensive about it. Like, it's we're just like to have nice things. If it, yeah, it's like, well the Lord God wants us to ah, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Again, I'm I've already tapped this out on whatever path. you have to this say. This is what God chose for me. He um, loves Alexander Wang. <laughs> he chose Alexander Wang. That's right. Um, question. Yeah. What you were talking about, Justin Bieber speaking in tongues. Sure. What are tongues? Like, what is it to speak in? Yeah. Tongues? Can you tell speaking me what tongues? To- is? Ooh. Okay. So speaking in tongues is um, what's defined biblically as a spiritual gift. There's so like, like Harry Potter. How you yeah. Can speak yeah. To it's like Slytherin, basically. Yeah. Or parcel tongue. Parcel rather. tongue. Yeah. Um, so tongues, back in the day. Or back in the day being the Bible, or at least as it's portrayed in the Bible, is people would just speak like a nonsense language. It's not a English, it's not an understandable language, but it's like a spiritual language from God. The Holy Spirit intervenes in their person and wow. they just said like <laughs> 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 oh yeah it. and in charismatic churches it like people do that. At the Assembly no, of God church way. I went to freaking i did that when i was like 11 years old like a little 11 year old boy trying to speak in tongues and the idea is like and then it's like a prophecy and then someone can like translate the prophecy or it's like your way of communicating with god um but it is yeah it's not something you think that's why it's real i I know you're no, obligated. I don't. Okay. No, I'm not obligated. I know to, you're obligated to say. No, I, I have no is. obligations no. here. I I don't believe I've ever witnessed an authentic tongue. Uh, an authentic tongue. <laughs> and ladies, I've been looking. <laughs> and I've not seen one yet. Step right up. <laughs> hey. No, I've never seen it something where it's like, yeah, I think that's real. So it's like it's one of those things like ghosts or magic where it's like, well, maybe it happened at some point in the world, but ghosts exist. Yeah, oh yeah? Yes. That's totally in on ghosts. Are you are you in on God's existence, the two of you? I don't know. Not agnostic. Yes or no. I'm okay. agnostic. I don't think so in the traditional sense okay. of what we might think. I don't know. I think there's a there are different ways of looking at it and I think sometimes yes and sometimes no. <laughs> like oh, just even just by the definition of an intelligent design by creation. Not even like a guy in the clouds who believes these things and you might go to hell. No. But but like intelligent design behind creation, maybe, maybe mm. not. I have no stake no. in this. I, this is not I don't leading creation. So, so, so how do you mean like, non-traditional? I'm, I'm superstitious. Like I will pray to God when I get on an airplane oh, really? every really? single time. I will not. Every do that. single time, I don't care what it 
what I think when I'm off an airplane, when I'm on an airplane, I'm praying to God when yeah. we take off, when yeah. we land. And guess what? I'm safe. So hey, okay, that yeah. works. It's not gonna That's hurt. That's exactly. Yeah. Why not? You lose That's nothing. Where I am. I think God is not so much a being, mm-hmm. more of like uh, an essence or a like feeling mm-hmm. or something that is like driving us all to be better people mm-hmm. and giving us faith. Not necessarily in like a biblical sense, but more in like something to live for, hope, or just like and just like optimism. giving you rules to live by to be mm-hmm. a better person. Mm-hmm. I would say because it's like even though I don't believe in like Jesus or as like the Lord or whatever I get why people think that mm-hmm. I mean that's a and if it helps you fuck yeah that's the thing about as, it right it's yeah. like if the narrative is effective in if your life if it works for you keep doing it as yeah. long as it's not hurting others right people. as long as it doesn't hurt others yeah. and it is like a, like a, a, a set of guardrail not even like in the in terms of like do this don't do that but like in terms of like narrative guardrails in your life where the world makes sense Mm -hmm. by this thought process and it isn't marginalizing and it isn't oppressive and it isn't annoying too yeah yeah it's like yeah go ahead right because i'd be even now i'm very reticent to even identify with christianity at all yeah when people say would you consider yourself a christian i'm like yeah it's almost like saying um it's like it's such a loaded term now. It almost exactly. feels like a political term where yeah. it's like, yeah, but I'm not MAGA. So yeah. then well, how do we define it's this like, and how do we like pull back from like what the actual meaning is? Exactly. Like, Christ- yeah. yeah. I just think Christianity is so broad mm-hmm. that it's not enough just to be like, oh, are you Christian? Okay, well, how, what type of Christian are you? Or I don't really even know like the different sects, but like, how do you practice or how are you yeah. raised? And like, I think you can kind of take what works for you and leave the rest yeah. i don't know that a lot of christians would agree they with call that. that cafeteria christianity you just go down the line you take <laughs> a little of this you leave a little of that it's true like that's truly the term for it we need to get more terms i know we don't have any i feel like christians your people do you mean or you as hosts <laughs> Both. our people oh well yes. oh <laughs> i just think that like christianity is so much better at marketing and branding well, yeah, and because of the cash. Also, because there's so many more of them. <clears throat> yeah, because you know we lost. Never yes. mind. No, no, no. I, 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 I knew this would come up. Let's talk about it for the next there's 25 <laughs> minutes. Hey, so there are a lot of Christians. Yeah. Um, that's obviously why it's marketed better, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's not like there are like um, what's it called? Why am I blanking on the word? When you like go your job is to try and convert someone missionaries, missionaries? Yeah. like yeah. there aren't jewish missionaries and like i don't know, know. i think i'm looking at two behind the mic oh, right okay. now oh, your okay. mission field is people's ears and their cars and on their commutes we need ties hey what do you mean ties because missionaries always wear ties oh, mormon missionaries yeah yikes jess <laughs> i shouldn't assume but that's what i associate missionaries with yeah i get that mormonism some missionaries I, can dress however they want to have and you been on any missions? Yeah, I, I we like went on a few mission, on a mission trips in like youth group that were like probably completely ineffectual. Not countries, to Arizona, right? actually. Oh, really? We would go to Tucson and then we would cross into the border and do like vacation Bible school stuff with yeah. the children in Mexico. What is What's your recruit? Oh. oh, no, JC. I just want to know what your recruiting strategy is. Recruiting? Oh. For, our, for what? For the church? <laughs> 
I mean, I have no recruiting strategy whatsoever. <laughs> Even growing up, it's I never love. I never. Gosh, love is love, guys. <laughs> I, but I never. I was. I was always like a little shy slash embarrassed to even invite anybody yeah. to church. Mm-hmm. Like you guys got to check this out. Like there was always like caveats or that I, I never had like in the technical sense, an evangelical posture towards it. Yeah. If the idea is like, yeah, bring more people into the fold. I never felt that way. Obviously even less so now in my adult life. Right. And even to the point of like, cause I do go to a church now, uh, in, in Pasadena and uh, we were rehearsing in the choir for it, and I posted a clip of it on my Instagram. And a friend of mine DM'd me and said, "Like, hey, can I come to your church?" And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Why do you come? I, if you want to, you're allowed, but all are I can't imagine. Yeah, all are welcome. Don't you say are loved. I sent you, yeah, <laughs> I, truly, it was like. But you know, it was a. It's a pretty. It's a pretty loosey goosey, hippy dippy kind of progressive." church so it's somewhere where i don't feel like embarrassed if a person would show up and come to it uh especially because this person like not a christian at all grew up with it like a teeny tiny bit Mm -hmm. in iowa but otherwise like had no adult experience with it yeah 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 yeah. Uh, but it was like a christmas eve service so it's like yeah i might as well come it'll be the greatest hits it'll be some oh holy night some silent night some candle stuff Candle stuff. Oh yeah, yum. Gotta keep that candle burning. Uh, being you know raised as a evangelical mm-hmm. light in Houston, mm-hmm. did you ever know any Jews? Any Jewish people? I don't think I had Jewish friends that yeah. I knew of until like college. Truly, where did you stay in Texas for college? Mm-hmm. It was University of Texas in Austin. Oh, Great school. So it felt yeah. So in it, it it did feel like another state. Yeah. In the same state, like Austin was Austin just such is a not nice Texas. center. No, not in a lot of. It doesn't ways. feel like Texas. But then you know you say that to people in Austin, they do take offense to it because it's like, well, we are. So I don't <laughs> know what to tell you, and uh, and I feel like I feel like I've grown to love Houston a lot more. In my adult I thought you were going to say you grew to love there. Jews. I was about to be I like, finally <laughs> grew to love Jews, like, in the last year <laughs> Well, we're done here. So, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the goal of this show, right? Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think I don't think I had, like, consistent friends who were Jewish until, like, college. Probably. But you weren't, like, shocked when you met one. Whoa! No, I didn't, like, <laughs> scream, like, what's that on your head? <laughs> or what? No, 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 well, no. Like, it's the horns. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, my mom always tells me a story when she first got to college. Her roommate straight up was like, oh, my gosh, you're my first Jew. You don't have horns. And I Ooh. always wonder if that's still at all a thing in this day and age. I think it sort of is. I'm sure it is. Horn stuff? Maybe not a horn Maybe stuff. Maybe like in Westboro, like in mm-hmm. Backwoods. Yeah. Fucking like no connection to the Internet places. Babe. Oh, right. The Internet. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, internet erased racism, name. as we all know. <laughs> Everyone it did not that. make it more pervasive or more prevalent. It erased it, and it fixed it, and now everything's good. fine Thank in this God election year. <laughs> did you have any idea of what Jewish people were like, or were they not on your radar when you were growing up? You know, I think I think my primary uh, conception of like Jewish culture or— I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I want you to say it. What do you think I'm no, going to no, say? No, no, no. Okay. I was going to say just like portrayals in movies and TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we, you know, I watched a lot of, my mom would take me to the movies all the time, even when I was a little kid. And and even I think um, watching West Wing, because there'd be a lot of Jewish culture oh, stuff yeah. on West Wing. So seeing like, you know, how Temple worked and how, you know, or, or Angels in America. I remember mm-hmm. watching that when I was like 13 or 14 years old and 
seeing Meryl Streep as a male rabbi in that movie. Yeah. Have you guys seen Angels in yeah. America? I love that movie. That's a that so, oldie but a goodie. Good movie. Oldie. It's like 2003. <laughs> it's I an oldie. It's 2020. I would have said like 99, but you're probably right. It's, yeah, it was 2000. It was, it was either like two or three. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago. Yeah. 17 years ago. How about that? It's an oldie for like Billie Eilish or something, I guess. You have a point. This is true. <laughs> it's funny because growing up, I feel like I always, most of my friends were Christian. And I was always thinking about like, oh my God, what do they think of me? Or like I was embarrassed to be Jewish because mm-hmm. I was like one of a few people. In reality, they did not care. But it was something that was always like on the forefront of my mind. Probably because hmm. I was just different. And I didn't want to be different. And they seem so much cooler. Are you okay now? I'm fine. <laughs> After lots of therapy, I'm working through it. Yeah, you seem great now. I don't see any residual trauma effects. <laughs> Not For the yet. record, I thought you were going to say Adam Sandler, but you didn't. Adam Sandler? <laughs> oh, yeah. The ultimate Jew. Oh, because of the Hanukkah song and stuff? Yeah, and just because oh. like, he's a very prominent person, I, especially I feel like when you're younger and you start getting into comedy. Is, is you're he, like, oh, Adam Is Sandler. he like emotionally meaningful in a sense for Jewish people? No. No. Really? I don't think so. No. I feel like... Is anyone? I don't really think so. Is any Jew emotionally... Yeah. I don't have, like, an emotional tie to any of them. Maybe, like, Barbara Streisand? I don't know. Barbara Streisand? (laughs) The dog corner herself? Yeah. But Adam, no. I don't think so. No. Like, he's an icon, but, like, more comedy than Jew. Mm -hmm. Since living in L.A., and I assume you have some... Jewish friends, myself included. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to any um, seders or break? No, I really want anything? to though. Oh. I've never been invited to. That's not true. I was invited to one that I couldn't make like a year ago, but I've never. I probably fell on Easter or something. No, it wasn't because it was Easter. It was some like other. It was like leisure plans I had already. So mm-hmm. I feel bad about like not doing it. But no, whatever. also to be fair, it wasn't like a super close friend of mine it was like oh mm-hmm. you should come yeah yeah it was a little or it might have even been was it just like a random person in the dms it might have been oh a well that oh. don't go to that yeah, yeah I don't blame you got a lot of going. dms uh i don't know what a lot is <laughs> more than me which is zero well you're in a committed relationship that has nothing to do with dms that has, everything it has something to do, to do with dms, DMs. It has a lot to do with dms i did used to get more dms this is true yeah well because you're public right i am public yeah why not be public what's wrong i just feel like we're not trying to get into college anymore and Mm -hmm. we're not posting like vaginas so and you've got good jobs and you're happy and we're happy i guess i don't know i'm a private person (laughs) i'm also are you because you're (laughs) on a podcast post anything interesting enough i don't know i think i'm just like paranoid i'm like if it doesn't need to be public why share it? Why make with it? With people who don't know you. At least just as it pertains to my Instagram. But my Twitter's public. And no one is DMing me there. No one cares. My Twitter is also public. What's your handle? At Jessica Dolan. Do you not follow Kevin on Twitter? He's a legend. He's oh iconic. Gosh, no. Come I on. might. Let's just spend the last 10 minutes talking just about, talking about, about how iconic you are. Oh and reading God. all your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tweet that much, do you? I feel like JC has Are you recently. kidding? <laughs> I feel like I don't see them as much as I want to. I faved I one today. You did. I think the algorithm, um, well, you probably follow a lot more people. How many do you follow? Oh, no, I follow a ton. Not than me, but like I feel like you probably 
write tweets and put them out into the ether more than you scroll through Twitter and like people's tweets? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think I scroll and like more. Yeah. Well, I also think that Twitter has an algorithm where they'll just show you people who get a lot of favorites and not necessarily. I know, that sucks. And I don't get that many favorites. I'll get a favorite if I get a sweet RT, but. Make the timelines Mm -hmm. chronological again. Exactly. Because I do. I tweet a lot and I honestly have amazing content. Follow Mm -hmm. me at JCNAC, J A C E Y N A C. Um, And I think I'm very funny, but I don't. Your tweets are good. Hey, JC, your tweets are good. Well, let me ask you this, too, coming from two sides of the aisle. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays stuff. How do you feel about all that? Like the war on Christmas? The war on Christmas. And just cards on the table. I did fight in the war on Christmas in the 1st Battalion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at the Red Cup Wars of 1999 through thank 2004. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You know what? That's a good question because I think Happy Holidays still just means Merry Christmas. Yeah. So what's yeah. the difference? Yeah. I. What's the difference? Also. But is it? Are, does it annoy you when someone says Merry Christmas? No, no. I love saying it. It doesn't. You, annoy okay. Me. Someone actually told me not to say it this Christmas. They're like, say Happy Holidays. I was like, no, it's. That being said, who told you? I think it was like my sister or something. Mm. We like said it to, it was like on Christmas Eve Uh day. And I said Merry Christmas to like a barista or something. A barista? A barista. (laughs) Oh, one of the baristas? (laughs) On Merry Christmas Eve day. Starbucks or something. And my sister was like, don't assume. And I was like, if someone said it to me, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. I think that if a stranger or someone that doesn't know me well said it, I would like, that's great. If my very good friend or someone that knows that I don't celebrate it said it to me, I'd be like, that's a little strange. Mm-hmm. But I would still say. Yeah, someone you. who knows you personally, it'd be like, oh, OK, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know that. Uh, never mind. But most people don't ever know that I'm Jewish. So, well, once you get to know me, you know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew pretty quick. But like, <laughs> when was the moment you knew? Oh, gosh. I mean, when you screamed about it at some point in the office. <laughs> That'll do Checks it. Out. Um, yeah, but since my last name is very Italian, if someone said Merry Christmas to me over email or something, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, course. I feel like the Happy Holidays thing is like, ah, for work emails, I guess mm-hmm. do it in that. Just if like you don't know who break. you're talking enjoy to. Enjoy your break. Yeah, enjoy the holiday break or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny that you say uh, barista because <laughs> on Christmas, so this is the first Christmas I spent uh, here in Los Angeles. I did not go home or to Colorado where my hey, sister Merry lives. Hey, Christmas, by the way. Hey, thank you. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. So I didn't have that much to, because uh, my family's not here. I ended up going to a Christmas dinner with friends of mine and their family. That was really lovely. But during the morning and the afternoon, I didn't have anything to do. So I took a page out of my sister's book and made a bunch of cookies, a la like that, like snickerdoodles and, and home-baked. Snickerdoodles. Homemade uh, salted caramel chocolate chip cookies. Um, and may, uh, put them in little baggies and then delivered them to people that had to work on Christmas. That's sweet. So oh people my, at like so, vets so or like sweet. the fire department or like movie theaters. And then I went to a bunch of Starbucks because all the Starbucks are open on Christmas, which sucks. That yes. does suck. It's, it truly sucks that, it that they're open. It was great for me because I was craving an iced tea. It was the only place that was open. Right. It's great that for us. <laughs> but for them, <laughs> suck shit. And, but when I like delivered them and like dropped them off, I did just say happy holidays to them because I what because you're not sure if and you also don't know if they're working on Christmas there's a chance that they volunteered to work for someone else who celebrates Christmas maybe yeah. they don't also I didn't want it to I got self-conscious about I don't want them to think this is like a 
church Jehovah's mission Witness. trip thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if I say Merry Christmas, they're like, oh, Christmas, huh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would back away from me like that. So I was like, okay, definitely say happy holiday or have a good holiday or have a good rest of your holiday. The most magical one, though, was the Americana. I had a great time there. You love the Americana. I love the Americana. I, I saw cats there. at the Americana. I saw 1917 at Ooh, the Americana. yeah. I, I still haven't been. What a film. Well, you're a West Sider. I know. I just go to the Grove. I don't really need to experience anything else. I've seen it all. I know. This is typical of people that go to the Grove as they think they They've seen it, it all. Yeah. But the Americana is the Grove 2.0. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's the glove. You, do you guys follow the Americana memes account? Yes, of course. Okay, of course you do. You do you secretly run do? that? No. <laughs> I do not. Wait, do you? No. Oh. I do not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I saw Cats at the Americana <laughs> last month. That was, the mo- that was the best movie going experience of my life. I need to see it. Yeah, but see it in the right way. Like, go to a rowdy screening at the Almo Draft House downtown. It's, or you know, it's barely playing anywhere anymore. I can't imagine why. They only have 10 a.m. screening. No. It's like. I bet they have rowdy screenings at the draft house, though. You you would have a good time. I just don't want to spend money on it is the problem. (laughs) Well. (laughs) They should pay me to go see it. Yeah. Well, maybe they will if you tweet at them. I doubt it. That's not a bad idea. But back to what you were saying about working on Christmas. I think most people who have to work on Christmas get paid double. They Yeah. Like the Starbucks kids make bank on Christmas. And they probably get so many tips. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Chris, it's not all bad. So, actually, they're the privileged ones. <laughs> we don't need to thank them for shit. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for... Did we do it? Yeah. yeah. Did we get into... Did we do all the things? We, you know we, what? We, we, you know, we veered off. We got back on path. Yeah. We did a little dance around it all. Ended up at the Americana. Fuck it. Hey, as we always should, end at the Americana. <laughs> God bless you, Kevin. Brand. God bless you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for having me. What a fun time. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Kevin T. Porter. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and don't forget to rate and review us. Follow us on Insta at PrayForUsPod. If you feel like it, send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com. Uh, uh, uh.